organizations that know how to speak to, to their community in an authentic and genuine way really, I think, are having some amazing results on Facebook. The Facebook platform has been very powerful for charities to reach new audiences. Welcome to the Do One Better podcast, where every week I focus on philanthropy, sustainability, and social entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Alberto Ligi, and I hope you'll enjoy the podcast. Keep on listening if you want to improve the world. Today we are at Facebook's offices here in London. Very exciting. We have some wonderful people sitting around the table. We're going to do a podcast to talk about Facebook and the wonderful stuff it's doing to improve our world. So actually, it's not all bad news for some folks. Actually, there's a lot of great stuff happening here that people may not know about. So I have Anita Yun, who is running Facebook's social impact, and uh, is going to tell us a little bit about what's happening here. And so, Anita, without further ado, because I know we're up against the clock and this meeting room might be taken away from us, how are you and welcome on board. Thank you, Alberto. It's a, a pleasure to be here. Um, it's a sunny, beautiful day in London, and um, it's, I can't think of a better way to start uh, Monday morning. Excellent, excellent. So, why don't we start with Facebook. Now, Facebook, unless somebody in our audience is really in a very remote part of the world, I think most people know what it's all about, but probably not entirely all about. So, tell us a little bit about what you do and the social impact, the social good. Yeah. Um, well, I lead our nonprofit partnership team here in Facebook in London. Um, my responsibility is for um, our social impact partnership work in the Europe, Middle East, and Africa region. And really, we're a team that is focused on kind of two things. The first is really developing uh, partnerships with the nonprofit sector. And the second is to support and uh, support the rollout of our social impact products. And that's probably you know, an area that most people, when they hear about Facebook or they think about Facebook, they may not be totally familiar with the work that we're doing in that space. But it is a very exciting space, and it's one that we've been working on for, for many, many years now. Right. So first of all, how did you get into this? Because you were at UNICEF yeah. for almost 10 years. Okay, yes. Which is a great place to be. Yeah. Um, what's your trajectory? How did you find yourself here um, in London today on this Monday morning? Right. Yes. Good offices. question. Good question. I um, well, I'm Canadian, and um, I started my career in Canada. I was always interested in the social impact space. My background was one where my parents were immigrants to Canada. I always kind of, I think I probably always identified with the outsider. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, you know, half Chinese, half English not fully, you know, part of different parts of the world. And I was really aware at a very young age of that the world was a big place and that there was a lot of inequity in the world. Sure. And so it's something that had always just sort of been part of, it's part of my DNA, I would say. Mm-hmm. And so I started a small, a small consultancy in Canada. Okay. Um, Whereabouts in Canada? In Toronto. Great. And it was a consultancy that focused on the nonprofit sector uh, doing consultancy in the area of what we called, um, at the time, new media. Mm-hmm. And it was an amazing kind of opportunity. We had a, a crazy um, client list of r- some of the tops, top worlds, uh, the world's top uh, nonprofits, international nonprofits. Right. And uh, we did a piece of work for the International Red Cross, so mm-hmm. IFRC, mm-hmm. Uh, who's based in Geneva. And I remember one day my boss calling me 
and asking me if I would like to go to Geneva for three months to implement this strategy that we had developed for them. And, um, and it was like probably the, it was the moment, the turning point, okay. which put, kind of put me into a path where I ended up working in some of the world's largest humanitarian aid organizations, but always in the partnership space, always in the innovation mm-hmm. space. And so three months in Geneva at IFRC then led to two years which then led to um, working for the World Food Program in Rome. Excellent. And then on to UNICEF for nine years, where I led their digital fundraising engagement globally. Amazing. Yeah. And then um, I, one day I saw this opportunity at Facebook uh, three and a half years ago, and it just felt like an amazing kind of evolution. Right. Um, we were, the, the, the job was to essentially set up our work here in EMEA in the social impact space. And that, that's how I kind of ended up here. Excellent. Yeah. Now, Facebook, is, so if I think about the Red Cross and then I think about UNICEF, mm-hmm. the third fill in the blank, I don't immediately or instinctively think about Facebook. But here right. you are, and you're right. obviously very passionate about that. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what's going on here yeah. that's improving the world around us. Yeah. And I, I yeah, I think, um, the, you know, Working at the Red Cross or working at UNICEF, those things, it's very obvious how those organizations are contributing to um, society and having a positive social impact. Mm-hmm. I think the, the work we're doing here, you know, we, we have over 2 billion people on the Facebook plat- platform. Wow. Um, one thing that people don't realize is that Facebook is, you know, when you think about a community of kind of advocates, of volunteers, of donors, actually Facebook has become that. Mm-hmm. So you have um, millions and millions of nonprofits that are on Facebook, um, and you have a, a global community of people that want to connect, that want to um, help people, um, that want to improve lives, um, you know, connect with their friends. So it actually provides an amazing opportunity for organizations and causes to um, engage with that community. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what that's the sort of thing that a lot of people don't necessarily sure. remember when they think about Facebook, but that's a reality that we see every day. Mm-hmm. And so I get to work on a team with amazing people who are trying to build products to facilitate that in an even easier and a more efficient way mm-hmm. um, for great causes and for people to connect. So if I'm an individual who's passionate about a specific social cause, I don't know where to start, I know about Facebook and I have a few friends, but what do I do? What sort of gadgets are there on the Facebook platform that I might want to be aware of in terms of helping connect with people, connect with funders, uh, promote a cause? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, there's all sorts of products and tools on Facebook, whether it's groups. So we Mm -hmm. have closed groups where people connect um, on very specific issues. We have tools uh, like blood donations, so that's okay. so that's something that's a product that's supported by our team here at Facebook. Um, it was a product that was developed, um, I believe, in 2018, and really came out of what we started to observe in uh, India. Okay. And so when people go in for surgery in India, what we were seeing was organically what was happening on the platform was that individuals would post and ask friends and family if they could donate blood. Mm -hmm. And the reason why is that um, in some parts of India, when people go in for surgery, they often have to bring their own blood in case they need a blood transfusion. 
Um, now mm -hmm. I'm from Canada. I live in the UK. This is kind of this is this is, was surprising to me when Alien I heard concept. it. Alien concept. Yeah, completely. Sure. Um, but actually, in India and in many parts of the world, this is quite the norm. And we do know that there's a global shortage of blood. And so um, we observed that people were doing this, and we started to think about how could we actually make this easier? How mm -hmm. could we facilitate blood donations in a more easy and efficient way? Okay. Um, and so we developed a blood donations tool. And so that launched in India, I believe, in, in 2018. It's been since it's rolled out to Bangladesh, Pakistan, Brazil, and uh, most recently in the USA. Right. Um, and as of today, we have over 50 million people who have volunteered to donate blood. Amazing. Yeah. So we, we feel that that's really encouraging, and we feel that um, based on that response, we're on to something here that is, is valuable. The incredible thing is that whatever you're grabbing onto, you can scale up to millions and millions and millions of people across the world. Exactly. And so when you ask me why, you know, coming to Facebook, that's the kind of impact that you can have. And sure. so that, for me, was a, it's tremendously exciting to be part of that journey that yeah. we're on here and to work with amazing people who are really thinking every day about how can we do this and how can we, how can we connect people that need sure. blood with people who have a desire to, to give blood. Absolutely. Um, another example is our donation tools. Okay. And so that's one um, that I've been very, very closely uh, working on over the last few years here at Facebook. And that's a donation tool that allows people to, um, individuals, for, for charities, brands, all to raise money for causes that they care about. Okay. Um, How does that work then? So I go onto Facebook and... Do I look good for, for good causes? Do good causes show up on my feed? Um, and if I find one, then how do I actually execute that transfer of a donation to you guys? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, most likely, you're probably already connected some, to some causes that you care about. There are indeed, I'm, yes. I'm guessing. There's one or two. Yeah, there's one <laughs> or two. Um, and and you, you would not be an exception in that. Many, many people around the world are connected to causes that they care about. And then if you want to create a fundraiser, you can go to their page and you can create a fundraiser on their behalf. Mm -hmm. You can set a target. You can set a timeline for what, how much, you, you know, for the duration of that fundraiser. Right. And then you can go out to your, your Facebook community and ask them to make a donation. Similarly, um, a charity can also set up a fundraiser. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll see, you know, we're going into the giving season. It's uh, we're, December is fast approaching and it is. we'll see a lot of charities probably creating Facebook fundraisers. Um, and then similarly, you can be a high, you know, a celebrity, you can mm -hmm. be a professional athlete or you could be a, uh, a celebrity and uh, or a public figure of some sort and you can create um, fundraisers or ask for donations on your page. Such amazing work. Tell me a little bit about any specific case studies or anything in particular that our listeners could get their uh, teeth into and learn about what's going on. Uh, there are so many, Alberto, and I. There are very small organizations that have been using the tools to very large ones. Mm -hmm. um, some that come top of mind is an organization called the Ocean Cleanup. Okay, they're what's based that about? in Holland, and they have a mandate to basically clean the, the world's oceans and rivers. They build amazing technology to actually clean the ocean and um, they're a relatively young organization okay very new but they have been on Facebook and using our donation tools for the last I want to say a year and a half and been able to raise millions and millions of dollars by 
having people create birthday fundraisers for them. Right. So um, two weeks before people's birthdays, the people can are asked on Facebook whether or not they'd like to donate their birthday. Mm -hmm. And many, many people have actually donated their birthday to the ocean cleanup and raised um, money for them in order to, to clean the oceans. And they've just launched some new technology um, recently um, to, to help clean rivers. Um, so we're very, very proud to have them on the platform. Great. Ocean, ocean plastics is a big topic right now. So. It is. It's a, it is definitely a, a very top of mind topic. And we're just very proud that we've been able to help facilitate donations for them. So in, in such a, a, a large scale. Excellent. We have also examples of very small organizations. Okay, great. Um, there's an organization, um, it's UK-based, called Help Refugees. Mm -hmm. This was started by an individual who essentially wanted to do something about the refugee crisis and bring supplies to refugees in Greece. Right. And uh, they've also used our donation tools to help buy supplies for um, you know people. And they just set up on their own, like they come on yeah. the Facebook platform, start exploring well they again people have created fundraisers for them mm -hmm. um, and help refugees have, have used their platform in their community to encourage people to um, create fundraisers for them as well um, but that's a, another uh, amazing story where they needed a truck to develop and to deliver supplies mm -hmm. to refugees actually in Calais right um, and they the truck broke down they didn't have any money to actually um, fix the truck they went onto Facebook um, they created a fundraiser, asked people to make donations, and then within a week they were able to fund the repair of the truck. So, smaller example, but equally as powerful. Sure. And it might sound obvious, but I guess the community angle is really important, right? You, very, you very important. Yeah, and I think nonprofits that really understand community and really speak to their community in an authentic and genuine way, mm. they have, you know, they've, they've tapped, they know how to tap into the power of the Facebook platform. Yeah, um, yeah, because I yeah. think people are looking for meaning and they're looking for understanding the impact of the things that they um, are, are supporting. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so organizations that know how to speak to, to their community in an authentic and genuine way really, I think, are having some amazing results on Facebook. The Facebook platform has been very powerful for charities to reach new audiences. One of the challenges that I know international charities face is um, how do you generate sort of philanthropic income from diverse geographic areas? Mm. Because different yeah. currencies, different tax regimes, and so forth. In some ways, has really opened up opportunities for a lot of organizations that may have struggled in the past mm -hmm. to kind of reach their community, because their community may, in fact, be global. Correct. I mean, there are a lot of these um, organizations that appeal to the diaspora or expat community. Yes. So say the Bangladeshi community yeah. living in London, for instance, could be yes. a great Absolutely. And we've seen, in fact, you know, in moments of global sort of uh, either crisis or um, a global moment, mm -hmm. um, we've seen many organizations that have, um, they've been able to reach that community. Um, and when people want to do something, they've been able to take an action on Facebook by right. making a donation. Right. Yeah. There was one story that I heard um, not that long ago about uh, one of your Facebook users who set up a group to connect to, um, uh, I think it was in Egypt perhaps, missing children who have been separated from their families mm -hmm. during moments of crisis and mm -hmm. Facebook's become a platform that has helped unite families yes. with their lost children. Yeah, and we see, that, we see this all the time. 
whether it's small, 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 you know, moments where people are trying to connect, or much larger ones where there's an opportunity for a community to to reach out beyond, mm-hmm. beyond you know, um, just their immediate kind of um, right. community, but they can go to a much broader community. And on the innovation side, you touched mm-hmm. on innovation before, and you said yeah. like there's a whole bunch of people here thinking about how we can make things better, how we can connect things. What does that look like? Who's working here? Yeah. On innovation. <laughs> Who exactly in this room, in yeah. this building, should I speak yeah. with now, um, to, to come up with really innovative solutions that, uh, yeah. that you could actually have the luxury of piloting at global scale with millions of uh, Yeah, it's a great users. question. Um, the social impact uh, team now, you know, we have um, a whole team of engineers that are um, mostly based in California. Mm-hmm. Um, they're working on, on products like blood donations, uh, crisis tools, fundraising tools, volunteering, um, you know, all sorts of a kind of um, social impact products. Mm-hmm. We, have, um, we have marketing specialists, communication specialists, uh, people such as myself, partnerships specialists. Um, so there really is a whole sort of, you know, wider team of people that are working on this. Right. Um, and yeah, so it, it's... A lot of people are surprised to hear that we actually have people that work only in the social impact space, but we do. And I think one of the most inspiring things, I remember early on when I joined Facebook, going to California and mm-hmm. sitting in the team um, with the engineers. And it, it kind of blew my mind because prior to coming fit to Facebook, uh, you know, I'd always worked in the social impact space. Right. And I just thought, wow, you know, you're taking some immensely talented people who are, you know, super motivated to do good things in the world. Um, and I just thought, wow, imagine if the mm-hmm. nonprofit space actually knew, knew about this. Sure. Um, and so, yeah, it's been part of our work here to sort of um, tell the world a little bit more and share a little bit more about um, what we're doing. But, of course, also to work with partners. Mm-hmm. So that's been a big focus of our work here is that, you know, the development, isn't. this isn't just about Facebook kind of creating things. We work super closely with partners. So the partners that we, you know, when we launched the donation tools in Europe, mm-hmm. we worked hand in hand with, with a, a small group of nonprofits to help inform what we were doing and making sure that what we built was actually useful. Sure. Um, sure. So partnership becomes really, really important in the whole development and, and for all of the teams here at Facebook. How do you go about establishing those partnerships, identifying which ones are likely to prove fruitful or, or most in need? And on your side, yeah. how do you identify those organizations that could be really interesting partners? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the reality is there are millions and millions of like amazing causes mm-hmm. out there. And we are working with a lot of them. Sure. Um, but there is, a, there is a reality in the sense that we can't work with all of them. Correct. But what we are aiming to do is try to build products that will be um, available to all of them. Mm-hmm. And so um, early on, we often work with beta part, what we call beta partners. Um, and those are partners that really are... And by beta, you mean early stage? Early stage yeah. development. So if we you know, think about product development, mm-hmm. innovation, uh, we'll work with organizations that really are open to working with us, right. that are very open and frank in terms of giving us feedback, feedback that um, you know, will help us get to a, to a, a better place in, sure. in terms of improving the product. So 
that kind of level of openness is really important. We also are an organization that moves very, very quickly. And so it is also important that our partners are able to, to move quickly as well. Is there any particular innovation? Is there anything in particular that you're most excited about right now? Yeah, I mean, I, th I think what, for me, what really excites me is you hit on this earlier in our conversation um, is about scale. Okay. And I think, I think we have only kind of begun in a way. I mean, it's been many years. We've been in this space for, for many, many years now. But at the same time, when you look at the world's problems and you look at kind of even the blood donation example, we've only, um, that's only available now in five countries. Mm -hmm. um, what excites okay. me is about how can we scale that? And, you know, we have an ambition to make that global. How do we make it? How do we make it global? Yes. Um, it's the same thing with our donation tools. Uh, the donation tools are available in 19 different countries right now. How do we scale that? So that, for me... You know, and what's required? What's required to take it from five countries to yeah. 20 countries? and uh, Partnerships. So that's part the main thing? Uh, okay. Yeah, partnerships are really important. So with blood donations, you can imagine partnerships with government, partnerships right. with NGOs, blood banks. We need to get it right. You know, and we... Interesting. Yeah, so we need to make sure that we get it right, that we're working with the right partners. So that, interesting, that's... Interesting, interesting. It's, it's critical. Because... On the social media side, I would think, well, if you're in five countries, just you know, click the switch for other five countries, and you're good to go for another ten. And yeah. but actually, you need the sort of yeah. the operational and logistical support on the ground. Exactly. I mean, the the donation tools um, we've been able to scale that a little bit faster, but okay. still only 19 markets. We announced in September, I believe it was September, that we've now raised over two billion dollars. For good causes and That's it? and, <laughs> and individuals, billion. yeah, just two billion. Um, <laughs> but that's pretty exciting. So you can sure. imagine if we scale that, that's tremendous. Imagine what we could be doing for other causes around the world um, in other countries. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Now that's amazing. Some of these numbers in terms of how, how much um, philanthropic income is going through the platform. Now, I know quite a few different platforms, they might have a, uh, a surcharge or a, an admin fee and so forth. How does that work on the Facebook front? Is there any, any sort of percentage that somebody giving through the Facebook platform might be expected to go to Facebook? Uh, no, absolutely not. So it's a great question. Um, and so 100% of what is raised um, for a charity goes to that charity. So we don't actually take any um, transaction fee. We cover the credit card fees of donations. Right. Um, so yeah, so the two the two billion um, dollars that we've raised now for um, for nonprofits is actually that's that Facebook has not taken a fee at all on that. That's amazing. There must have been somebody in the in the boardroom someplace saying we should put a search. <laughs> no, it was a decision actually taken very early on. Um, okay. And uh, it's, yeah, it's something that we're definitely quite proud of. Um, and we genuinely want to see that number grow. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And tell me a little bit about um, success in the next 10 years. So we have the Sustainable mm -hmm. Development Goals for 2030, yeah. 17 different goals, anything from hunger to gender equality and, and the environment. Yeah. Um, what does success look like to you in the next 10 years? What is it that you're really um, keen to see come to fruition and... Uh, yeah, I think that we just continue to do what we're doing in the sense that we most like when we think about our approach to social impact partnerships and product, we're really observing 
what is happening on the Facebook community, on the platform, what do people want to be doing, and how can we be facilitating that in an easier way? Mm-hmm. So I think we, we look to the Facebook community and to our partners to say, well, what can we be offering that is genuinely and authentically useful? And so that if we continue to do that, I think inevitably we're going to see our work in the space go into all sorts of different areas. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's the, that's one thing. And then I think the other thing, too, of course, is just scale so that we have increasingly more impact. Yeah. I mean, one of the things I always thought about when I was running a foundation, even now when I'm advising some of them, is about increasing awareness, driving behavioral change mm-hmm. at scale. Yeah. And there's always this perennial problem or tension between having something that is both scalable and high quality. Yes. So it's easy to scale something but be absolutely underwhelming and mediocre. Mm. It's much more difficult to do it in a, in a high quality manner. And um, I just think about Facebook as possibly a a wonderful platform through which I could pilot different messaging, I could pilot different programs that would enable me to try to drive behavioral change in a specific country or region even. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, example, so we're coming up to Giving Tuesday, which Mm -hmm. is this kind of moment of giving, uh, much more, you know, developed in the U.S. than it is, say, in Europe. But what we have seen in the U.S. is that our participation as a company in Giving Tuesday has actually helped to really drive giving overall in the U.S. And so I think there's an opportunity for us to be doing to, you know, more of that where we can actually support moments of giving and actually increase the giving pie. Um, that's probably one of the things I'm most kind of proud of here mm-hmm. is that our ability to kind of allow whether you're the smallest nonprofit of, you know, maybe two people to the biggest nonprofits in the world um, and allowing them to have, you know, sort of to facilitate donations and reach new audiences. That's, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. And going back to the partnerships, yeah. um, regarding partnerships on the, on the ground in the front lines in different countries where you need to engage with very diverse stakeholders from government and policymakers to the NGO community on the ground. Who, who's doing that on the ground? Yeah, I mean, we have now offices around the world um, where we have a local presence, um, but everything is done in combination. Mm-hmm. Um, so it will have, you know, policy teams, partnership teams, product teams. Right. So it's usually a very cross-functional um, kind of approach to, right. to how we, to we work uh, right. when we're launching products. And is there much by way of... Um, well, I mean, the platform is there's Facebook, then there's Instagram, there's WhatsApp. Yeah. That's all within the broader Facebook family. Yeah, Facebook Inc. Yeah, Facebook Inc. Yeah, there you go. Do these things interact with each other? These different platforms, or are they entirely siloed? Yeah, and- um, increasingly so. I would say um, one of the exciting things we launched in July this year mm-hmm. um, in Europe was um, donation tools on Instagram. Okay. So we've taken some of the learnings and best practices that we ha- and experience we have from the, our donation products on Facebook, and we're now starting to build those things out on Instagram. Um, and Instagram, of course, is a platform that is an amazing platform, especially if um, for celebrity engagement, public figures, um, and increasingly we know that there are public figures that, that want to be, they have causes that they want to support. Mm-hmm. Um, and so building out donation tools um, to help facilitate that is great for causes as well as for individuals who want to support um, causes. Right. So we, do, we launched a donation sticker in July. And okay. I think you can expect to see more innovation and um, the building out and development of tools on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So that's just one small example of how mm-hmm. we're, 
you know, thinking across the family of apps. When somebody's establishing a partnership with Facebook Inc., mm-hmm. is it a sort of cross-platform partnership or...? Yeah, that's the way we are thinking about it. Okay. Yeah, so um, when, we are, when we're developing partnerships with the nonprofit sector, we know that there's a range of opportunities for them to be using all, all of the Facebook apps. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're thinking quite broadly about how we can bring that value to partners. Okay, great. When did the whole social impact, social good become so pronounced in Facebook? Has it always been the case? We've developed our, our crisis tools. The safety check was mm-hmm. one of our first products, right. and that came out of the Fukushima disaster in mm-hmm. Japan. So mm-hmm. that was a while, back. a while back. We launched our donation tools in the U.S. in 2015. Um, so we've been on this journey for quite a while. Right, right, right. Thinking strategically or proactively, yeah. on the one hand, there's the innovation side, right, the oh. different tools. Yeah. And on the other hand, there's sort of the thematic areas, the sort of strategic approach, I guess, to philanthropy and, and yeah. impact. Yeah. How is that formulated? In terms of our approach to social, or social impact work, mm-hmm. and certainly the products, it really has been sourced but based on what is the Facebook community doing. Right. So the example I gave you of India, we observed that um, people were posting organically about looking for blood. Um, and so out of that, we thought, okay, there's actually a need here. How do we address that need? Um, right. It's the same thing with the donation tools. For many years, we had nonprofits say, look, you know, it's great we can communicate on Facebook, but we would actually love to um, be able to take in donations. We also saw the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge. I don't sure. know if you remember yes, that. Yes, I do remember. It was sort of like... I did not I did You not did not do it? No, I did not do it either. I kind of regret that I didn't <laughs> do it. Um, everybody did it. I was it. tempted, but then, you know... <laughs> Um, it was the summer of 2014. Already, huh? Yeah. yeah. And, um, and out of that, we saw essentially the world's biggest kind of viral fundraising campaign take place on Facebook. And in, in essence, Facebook, you know, all of these videos were being uploaded to Facebook. People were tagging friends. Mm-hmm. And so the whole thing was, was actually happening on Facebook. But at the time, we didn't have a way for nonprofits to take in donations. Right. But... Because of that experience, we start to see that there was actually a need and willingness of the Facebook community to actually give to causes. And so after that example, uh, we had a couple of engineers in California start to work on creating a donation button. And that donation button was the start of what has now become a set of tools that the entire sector and the Facebook community are using. Amazing. Yeah. What's the secret sauce, by the way, to make something go viral? <laughs> 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 if I knew that, I don't know. I, I, you know, I don't know. It's really, it's a really tricky one. Sure. Right time, right place. We do know, though. Um, I've seen it even in my career. I remember responding to disasters, the tsunami. Mm-hmm. Do you remember, like the tsunami? I do. I was in the Maldives uh, two weeks before that happened. It was one of those disasters where I think we all remember it. It was Boxing Day. Mm-hmm. Many of us were at home with our families, and we were watching these images. But from a humanitarian crisis um, kind of response, it was a turning point for when actually people, tsunami was, I think, one of the first major disasters where people actually gave at such a, such a scale, but they did it online. Right. And so um, I remember that because it was, this, it was this turning point in philanthropy in a way where I think nonprofits had, there was a recognition that, oh, what is this online thing? You know, we mm-hmm. better get our act together and figure out our website. Um, 
And I remember responding to the tsunami, working in an organization, and you actually, it was, things happen quickly, but they happen nowhere nearly as quickly as they do now. Right. And so, you know, when we think about virality and, and things mm -hmm. moving quickly, the power of these tools that we've built is that it allows people to move very quickly. So that when, if a tsunami were to happen again today, mm -hmm. you can imagine the response of some of these, these, these humanitarian organizations. They'd be able to move so fast. Whereas the original tsunami, it, you know, different story. A different story. It, it took days to get their, you know, the website up or the, the landing page and to get the emails out. And back then that was fast. Yeah. But now it, it's, within, it's within minutes. It's within seconds that you know organizations sure, have to mobilize, sure, sure, sure. and so that's you know that's what I I love about our kind of our tools is that they're so easy and fast, and you can you can mobilize people really really quickly. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. Tell me, so if our audience forgot everything that we've been talking about for the last half hour, but yeah. they kept. I hope they don't. But yeah. well, no, hopefully, not. <laughs> please don't. Word word to the wise, please don't. <laughs> Uh, but if they did, what's that key takeaway that uh, you'd love them to keep in mind after the episode? Well, I've been, I've been thinking a lot about purpose recently. Okay. Because I often meet people who uh, want, want, they're looking for purpose. Mm -hmm. And they're, they want to be, um, and purpose can be anything. It doesn't necessarily mean doing good or you know, sure. supporting a nonprofit. But often it does. And I think people sometimes may feel a bit like, where do I begin? Mm -hmm. Or that, you know, maybe, you know, there's a set of do-gooders over here and I'm not really one of them and, you know, oh, I wish I could be one of them. And I would just say that now more than ever is a time when we can all do good. I mean, it's, maybe that sounds a bit trite, but I think that there's now more than ever people can, you can actually, everybody has a voice. Sure. Right? Everybody can kind of, use their voice and and do good things and so i would just say just jump in small acts of kindness are amazing and and um and not to be you know sometimes we think that doing good is really doing big things and i sure. and i don't think that that's that's necessarily the case um and i think now more than ever people can have a voice and and take action and if you see something that's wrong or you see something you want to do it Jump right in. Jump right in and yeah. <laughs> excellent, yeah. excellent, excellent. Wonderful, well look, thank you so very much for arranging the time and for shedding so much light on your work. Really enlightening and I love speaking with you and good luck with, uh, with your efforts thank and you. uh, continued success. Thanks so much, Alberto. It's been a real pleasure and you're Likewise. welcome back here anytime. Thank you for listening to the Do One Better podcast. If you want to find out more about our show, about our guests, additional links and resources, visit our website at liji.org. That's L-I-D-J-I dot org. And don't forget, success at the Do One Better podcast is about inspiring you to be more philanthropic, to think more about sustainability, and to embrace social entrepreneurship. Hopefully, these stories will encourage you to take action and change the world around you for the better.